to 26 in that area. It says, when the enemy digs a ditch for you to fall in, he will fall into it himself. Oh, he, dig a, he dug a pit for us to fall in, and we have the authority to throw him into the bottomless pit. So we thank you, Lord God, through Jesus Christ. I think in Nehemiah 13, 2, that says, when the enemy, you know, God, that you turn curses into blessings, Lord. Nehemiah 13, 2, you said the same thing to, uh, to uh, Balaam when he was told to curse Israel by Balak. And he, every time he tried to curse Israel, a blessing came out. Oh, Lord, Lord, you have the control of men's tongues. We can't control it, but you can. Lord God, I think of your word, Lord, when I see that some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we, the church of God, trust in the name of the Lord thy God. His name is Yeshua, Jesus. And we're so thankful, Lord. We trust in you with all of our heart. The battle belongs to you, Lord. You've already won the war. The battle's yours. And we thank you for that because we don't march into battle alone. We march into battle with you because we're soldiers of Christ. For anyone that's listened to my, my series I just finished last Sunday on About Face Soldier, eight weeks, nine weeks we spent in that book, in that book. And Lord, we're soldiers of Christ. Timothy, Paul told Timothy that in 2 Timothy 2. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ. And no soldier gets himself entangled in the affairs of this world because he wants to please his commanding officer. And we know from Joshua 5, and I think it's verse 12 or 14, it says that Jesus says, I am the commander, I'm the captain of the hosts of the armies of the Lord. Take off your sandals, Joshua, for this is holy ground. Oh, praise you, Lord. I get chills through my body thinking of how great thou art. Lord, bless your word as we study it here tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. And may our prayers for these people rise up before your throne as a sweet-smelling aroma. And may you bring healing to their bodies in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, before earlier, I, I mentioned we're in chapter 26, and I went to 25, but we never finished chapter 24. So we're in chapter 24, and we're going to start, you know, um, and I've, the verses are, let's see, right here, we're going to start in verse 17. No, it's not 17. It is 34, Genesis 24, 34. We're going to go to the 67th verse of um, that chapter. And we're going to see, I named this title, I titled this, Blindly on Faith. And you're going to see why as we look into uh, the marriage of, of uh, Isaac and Rebecca. And uh, it's blindly on faith. And I'm going to show you what that means. Okay, but before we do get into our study, so get your Bibles out and turn to chapter 24 of Genesis right in the front of your Bible. Okay, I'm going to teach you some beautiful things from words, you know, God's Word tonight, and don't be surprised if the Holy Spirit teaches uh, you a few things too, and myself included, because, listen, if we could know the God of this Bible he wouldn't be very big, would he? 
<laughs> but we don't know the God of the Bible. I mean, we don't know all about him. There's things in the word of God that he says, he says in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, he says, Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men all that God has prepared for you. Listen, when we draw our last breath on this earth, you're going to be amazed. You're going to be amazed at what God has prepared for you. So, all right. Um, I do want to pray for a few people before we go on. Um, I want to remind everybody again, Mama Jay's memorial next Thursday, May 13th, her birthday. Um, uh, the VA cemetery out of, here on 441, just north of High, just north of High Paluxo Road, on the west side, um, 1 p.m. You got to be there early, at least quarter two, okay? Um, it's going to be a short service, and then anybody who wants to go out to lunch, they're going to take. We're going to go to a restaurant. I guess we'll all be paying our own bill, but be a whole lot of people. It'll be an expensive bill, but. You know, go up there for some fellowship. We wanted to do it here, but with the COVID thing, you know, I just wanted to lay back a little. Um, so anyway, um, remember that. Also tonight, for those of you who know Chris Tadish, she's uh, in this church. She had a widow maker in her heart a few years ago, and she was taken to uh, the hospital this morning for, for a uh, stent to be put in her heart. Okay, because um, so we want to pray for her. That happened at one o'clock. Her husband did not text me yet uh, as to what happened, but I want to pray for her. God knew we were going to pray for her at quarter to eight tonight, even though the surgery was at like one thirty. Um, we're going to pray for Chris. We got Neo, our, our one of our members here to teach. Well, not a member. We don't have a membership, but he comes to our Saturday morning men's Bible study. I want to remind anybody out there, men, if you're looking for a Bible study, every Saturday, 9 a.m., we're here uh, for a Bible study. Um, I'm going to pray for uh, Bob Mueller, a friend of mine. I called him several times this week, and I just don't hear from him. He's older and has hip problems and knee problems. And also, Harry and Janice, you'll know, are not here because they're in North Carolina because their son, Vinny, their only son left, their son, Vinny, had 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 a heart attack, and they ran up to um, North Carolina. He's out of the hospital. He's home recuperating. So uh, it's a miracle there because he, I understand, he flatlined and everything. So the Lord brought him back, and, and uh, that's the third member of his family that God brought back, you know, nieces and, and, uh, and uh, someone else. Um, I forget who. But anyway, um, oh, yeah, a son-in-law. Mike was his name. So, you know, God's in that family, and he's watching over them big time as he watches over you and me. So let's pray for these people um, before we get into our study. Father, we want to lift up our prayers before you, Lord. Jesus said, if you know, there's going to come a time when you're going to ask me nothing, but you're going to ask the Father in my name. So, Lord, we ask you in Jesus' name, Father God, that you hear our prayers and answer them, and we know you do. And Lord, we pray that you answer them, yea and amen. For Chris, Lord, I pray all that surgery went well today, and that stent has taken care of uh, what the problem was with her heart. Lord God, we put her in your hands in Jesus' name, and bless her husband, Mike. Lord God, as he, as he, uh, you know, loves on his wife and and takes care of her and comforts her, Lord. So we put her and Mike in your hands in Jesus' name. We think of Neil. 
Lord God, who uh, survived COVID months back, Lord, and uh, just he survived a drowning, you know, not too long ago, Lord, where he was floating in the water and a big man with a, I think it was an angel, came up with big shoulders because his daughter was screaming and, and ran into the water and rescued him, Lord, and, and uh, he was saved from drowning, Lord. And then nobody can find this man. And we thank you, Lord, that this man placed that uh, Neil in the arms of a doctor and a nurse that just happened to be at the beach. So we thank you, Lord. You are speaking. We see miracles in these things that we're talking about right now. And, Lord, I pray that we don't go blindly into this world and forget all the miracles and the things that you do for us, the good things that even we sang about tonight. You are good. Lord, we think of Bob Mueller, Lord, trouble with his knees you know he was a paratrooper lord probably hurt those knees jumping out of airplanes i know he did it over a hundred times lord god and i pray for him lord that you would have mercy on him and bring healing to him and get him to be up and around we lift him up to you father god we pray for harry and janice's uh son vinnie lord who had the heart attack last week lord god and i pray i'm thanking you lord that you brought him home he's at home resting and recuperating uh, Lord, and we just uh, put them in your hands. The family, most of the families up that way, uh, Lord, and some of them are down here and have already gone up. And Lord, we just lift Vinny up to you. Father, let, I know he saw the hand of God in this, Lord, because he mentioned it to his dad. And Lord, his dad mentioned it to me. And he knows that God spared him. And Lord, we're grateful to you for 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 sparing him for us because he's well loved lord within his family within his business and even by people like us that don't know him that well but know him and lord we just lift him up to you bring him speedy recovery lord but yet not too speedy that he hurts himself again so father we just put him in your hands he's only like just turned 50 so lord god we we speak a strong heart we pray that you create a new strong heart within him a heart that is strong to, to give him good health and a heart that's strong towards you, Lord God, and your son, Jesus Christ. To you be the glory. Lord, bless our me message tonight as we look into your word in Genesis chapter 24. To you be the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, church. Um, Remember, this message is called Blindly on Faith, and you'll see why I named it this way as we move through it. Remember, I, I told you uh, that in this chapter, and even in chapter 22, we saw Abraham take Isaac up to the mountain to slay him, as God said. That was a, that was a typology of the father, the son, and the sacrifice, okay? But God provided himself the sacrifice. That's verse 8 of Genesis 22.8. Genesis 22.8. God answered um, when Isaac asked Dad. He says, Dad, we have the fire, we have the wood, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham prophetically said, "My God will provide, listen to this, himself the sacrifice. What he was saying was, I'm going to be the sacrifice someday. And we know that as Christians today, looking back about 2,000 years ago, that the Lamb of God that became the sacrifice for us. And, of course, God said, don't hurt your son Isaac. You know, he put his knife down and saw the ram caught in a thicket by its horns. It's a picture of Christ. It's a typology, an Old Testament event that demonstrates a New Testament truth 
an Old Testament event that demonstrates a New Testament truth. And that's what we have here in Genesis chapter 24, an Old Testament event that, that demonstrates a New Testament truth. And in this chapter, we see, we're going to see the father. Abraham is the father, but he, it's a typology of Father God. We know that Isaac is the son, and it's a typology of the son Jesus Christ. We see Eliezer, who is the chief servant of Abraham. His name means helper. Guess what? You know, helper is the Holy Spirit. So then we see the bride, and here we go. Abraham sent, sent his his servant out, the Holy Spirit, to get a bride for his son. So, hey, God the Father sent out the Holy Spirit to get a bride for his son in the world, and that's us. We are the bride of Christ. You know, so it's a picture of that. Verse 33 that we already studied last week said the servant's mission is, is urgent. We ended there last week, and, we're, and you're going to see it again even tonight. You know, when, when Eliezer found Rebecca, you know, he, he stayed the night because he was, well, of course, tired. And in the morning, he was going to take off to go back to bring Rebecca to, to Isaac, okay? But the family says to them, um, let her stay with us for 10 days. To which the Holy Spirit said, or, or Eliezer, representation of the Holy Spirit said, my message is urgent. We got to get back. We can't wait 10 days. So, so um, we're going to see that Rebecca said, yes, she'll go with him. You know, so here it is. That's a picture today. The message of the gospel of Christ is urgent. Someday soon the trumpet's going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air and thus will ever be with the Lord. The message is urgent to this world. But, you know, sometimes the church is a little slow at getting this message out, which should be every day. This is urgent. It's urgent. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he's, he said this, I am here to give you a message of first importance. I don't care what's going on in your life. The most important message is that Jesus Christ came. He died according to the scriptures. He was buried and he is risen according to the scripture. That is the urgent message that needs to go out to the world today. And that's happening. We're going to hear testimonies in the next couple of weeks from our, our pastor, Brett, missionary and evangelist over in uh, in Africa right now, Tanzania and Africa, he's going to be giving stories. Blind eyes have seen. Muslims are getting saved by the thousands. You know, you're going to hear him because he's going to be up at the pulpit. I, you know, I hope for at least several Sundays to tell these beautiful things that we don't see in America. Blind eyes are open. We don't see that in America. We're almost moved into post-Christianity. But the early church believed Peter and Paul or Peter and John walking into the temple beautiful. They saw the lame man and he was begging for money. And, and the, you know, Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the guy got up and praised God and jumping and leaping and praising God in the temple. This is what we have. Where did it go? We got to get this excitement, this zeal, this energy back to preach the gospel of Jesus. It's urgent. 
And of course, we're going to see that Rebecca said yes, she's going to go immediately, and she went. She had an obligation, she had a responsibility to say yes or no, and she said yes. And every one of you out there, and if you know you have a responsibility, God sent his son. You have a responsibility to receive his son. For God so loved the world that he gave. It's a gift, his only begotten son. You have to receive the son. That's your part. God did his part. He came, he died, he was buried, he was whipped, he was beaten, he was crowned with thorns, he was nailed to a cross. The cross was dumped into a hole. All his bones fell out of joint. And so, and, and he died, and the third day, just like he said, he rose. Oh, beautiful, beautiful day, Resurrection Sunday. Okay, the servant's mission is urgent. That's the Holy Spirit. His mission is urgent today. It's urgent to this generation and to any just generation that's followed. The servant, also the Holy Spirit, is testifying to Rebecca and her family, the son, solely about Jesus, about Isaac. And the Holy Spirit today solely testifies of Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's his job. He solely testifies. How did you get saved and become a Christian? The Holy Spirit spoke to you. He spoke to you, and he drew you out of the world into the kingdom of God if you said yes to him. The Holy Spirit declares that the Father gives all that he has, and that's one of the things that the servant here is telling uh, Rebecca's family, that Abraham, who was extremely rich, gave all to his son. And we know today that God the Father gave all things to his son, everything. And we, uh, we have that in him. We have everything. The Holy Spirit testifies that the Son inherited all from the Father. And someday we're going to be brought up into heaven as the bride of Christ. And we're going to be joint heirs with Jesus. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Beautiful things. But we're going to read uh, verse, uh, verses 24 through 49. It's a little long a long passage, but I gave you a little outline of it so that when we, you can see these things as we go. Verse 34 of Genesis 24. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. He's talking to Rebecca's family right now. The Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he became great, and he has given his flocks and his herds, his silver and his gold, his male and female servants, camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore him a son to my master, and when she was old, and to him he has given all that he has. There's what I just talked about. Now, my master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a bride from my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell. But you shall go to the father's house and to my, fam my family and take a wife for my son. And I said to my master, Perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said to, the, to me, The Lord before whom I walk, will send his angel with you and prosper your way, and you shall take a wife for my son from my family and from my father's house. You will be clear from this oath when you arrive among the family if they will not give you her to you. Then you will be released from this oath. And this day I, 
I came to the well and said, he's praying now, this is the servant, the Holy representation of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, God of my master Abraham, if you will prosper the way which I go, behold, I stand by the well of water. It shall come to pass that when a virgin comes to draw water out, and I say to her, Give me a little water from, from your pitcher to drink. And she says to me, Drink, and I will draw water for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. But before I had finished speaking in my heart, there was Rebecca coming out with her pitcher on her shoulder. Listen, God's answering the prayer just as he's praying. And said, drink, and I will give your camels a drink also. And I went through that last week. She was drawing for quite a while to feed ten camels water. Um, she's very industrious. Drink, and I will give you your camels a drink also. So I drank and gave the camels a drink also. Then I asked her and said, whose daughter are you? And she said, the daughter of Bethel, Nahor's son of Milcah, born to him. So I put the nose ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrist, and I bowed my head and worshiped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had led me in my way of truth to take a daughter from my master's brother for his son's for his son now now if you will deal kindly and truly with my master tell me if not tell me that i may turn to the right or to the left here's the thing abraham said take a wife from my family rebecca just happens to be the daughter of his brother nahor so it's family and she's the daughter of one of Nahor's son. So she's family, just like Abraham said, just like God allowed. You've got to remember, in these days, some people would consider this incest, but the Mosaic law was not written yet. The Mosaic law didn't exist until Moses, which was many years later. The servant recounts his journey in this passage. The servant testifies solely of Isaac. All he said was, you know, my master gave all to the Son. And God the Father gave all to, our, to the Son, Jesus Christ. Okay? And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, testifies exclusively of Christ. There's the parallel there. The servant testifies solely of Isaac the Son, yet the Holy Spirit today testifies exclusively of Christ. He don't exalt himself. He testifies of Jesus Christ because when he testifies of Christ, God the Father is, is praised in that. For he's the radiance of God's glory, Jesus Christ, the exact representation of God's nature, and he upholds all things by the word of his power. That's Scripture. So, the, Isaac inherited every, I mean, Jesus inherited everything. Isaac inherited everything. When the Helper comes, Jesus told us in John 15, he will testify of me. Jesus is even telling us someday the Holy Spirit's going to be given to you, and he's going to testify of me. He don't testify of the Father because God the Father gets his glory through Jesus Christ, his Son, because he's the radiance of God's glory. 
That's Hebrews 1.3, by the way. Okay? The mark of a true spirituality in Christ is, is centeredness. The mark of true spirituality in Christ is centeredness. Christ needs to be the center of your life. He's first. Church, we got to get back to that to that message. When I was a younger man, a younger believer, you know, it was all about Christ and Him first. That's why I say this church is all about Jesus Christ. As as you glorify Christ and praise the Lord God, uh, Christ, you're going to be praising the Father because He, all, all, all things are the Father's. Jesus doesn't accept all that glory for Himself. It goes to His Father in heaven. Um, there's more typology here. My master's wife bore a son. To him he has given all things. So, Jesus, again, inherits all things from the Father. The Father loves the Son. 